episode 70. Welcome to uh, Post 90 Podcast. I am, I'm Justin. I feel like we don't ever do that. I'm yeah, Justin. This is Adam. Um, episode 70. I can't believe. First win under Cushing. Yeah. Uh, lucky it him. Took 70 episodes. <laughs> yeah. That's what it felt like. Uh, lucky him because I, I texted you at halftime when it, it felt like things might be uh, starting to fall apart in this game when we were already um, up a man and everything and, and I was ready to to go to war on this mic if if uh, if the team found a way to <laughs> to, to draw it. this game or to lose I mean, or draw it to yeah. lose it's it's a hundred percent cushing out episode but um, yeah well uh, instead we get it. a rip bozo bruce arena out video yeah i there's nothing uh better than a broadcast of just bruce arena on the sideline upset mad yeah, yeah more angry at the referees than his own defenders for just not doing their job properly for literally in all three situations yeah. uh giving up pens that were correctly called to, yeah. to be honest every single one of them every single one I, and not even to be a homer it's just it's the karma of all the calls that we haven't got that that sadly revs paid for yeah and it's unfortunate that we can only be awarded three points to for our, our getting our ref karma back finally yeah i mean at the end of the game the what I mean, even the announcers were, were saying it was potentially the most uh, purposeful slide through the back of our player right yeah. in the box to the end worst, a goal. The worst, angriest foul. Yeah, that happens. I mean, uh, aside from the fact that uh, Andrew Farrell is a walking disaster class whenever he plays <laughs> NYCFC, uh, GP also was able to put literally every member of the Revs' defense on stilts um, in that one goal. I, I don't know. I think. GP is uh, he's got that special sauce. He's a, a different kind of player. Yeah, and I, I we're we're definitely gonna talk a lot of good about NYCFC. I do want to take a minute though to talk a little bit of bad about the Revs because they're just a disaster <laughs> club. Yeah, truly. I mean, they've. My thing is this in in terms of hatred and 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 nastiness. It probably is our biggest rivalry on paper, to be honest. But I just don't see like in terms of the More results than and the stuff bolts. like that. I just don't really see how that how it could be. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's interesting. Like we have the Revs number, the way that the Red Bulls sort of uh, have had our number historically. Yeah. Um, the announcer, for whatever reason, at the beginning of the stream, the the playoff game that he brings up was two years ago when the Revs beat us in the playoffs. Not I not guess recent. We're all uh, aside from the NYCFC community, just going to act like our cup run yeah. didn't exist. Uh, I think I think people want to because they don't want to admit surely that we're if you're a, a Phillies fan, yeah, you want you, to. You, if you're a, like a OG MLS fan, you almost don't want to believe that an expansion team won before you. Did Atlanta get this hate when they won? No. No, it was all love. Like, I I think it's that And um, they were they had only been around 3 3 or 4 years at that point. What what's the dude's name? The I I don't I I dislike him so much that I just don't curtain. What's his yeah, first name? Uh, Jim, Jim Phil Jim, Jim or I think. Phil something like that. I think Jim. Um, it's that same hidden racism that he has. Uh-huh. That that hidden, um, microaggressive oil claim. Yep. That people just see with city, and uh, they run with it. it. It's sad to see, but it, it mostly. That's that's the reason why they don't want to give us credit for the, for that championship. Yeah, I mean we've we've like beaten the the horse about Jim Curtin for a while. Not only bum. for that comment, but you know the the way that you mismanage uh, a team in the playoffs to allow them to sort of 
go out there and, and party and get get COVID and, you know, put yeah. themselves and really their community at risk their and stuff. Their community mostly, which was, that, that was the, yeah. the saddest part of it all was, you know, the lack of care for your own community. And then in the way that, that Bruce Arena blames the refs instead of his own players, the Philly fans blame us for beating their, you know, their, a B-side team or at least half a B-side team. Right. Um, and that really you need to be looking inward uh, at some point. Right. Yeah. And, and not only that, skill aside, when you have hungry wolves fighting for you, that's probably the best, hardest uh, you're going to have players play for you. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what their level was, what their position on the depth chart was. Yeah. Those were hungry wolves fighting for their lives and careers. Yeah. So to say... They gave us a game. Yeah, they gave us a game. <laughs> yeah. Like, at the end of the day, they were fighting for their lives. It was probably the best lineup that Philly could have put out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they just think to to continue to be fighting that beast is a little bit ridiculous for all we, of those reasons. How we allowed Philly and Revs and Red Bulls it's, fans it's, to pull us into the past. I, it's not them pulling us in. It's just... <sighs> You need to be reminded and humbled about where you are. Mm-hmm. You are not the upper echelon of MLS clubs like we are. Mm-hmm. Like we have entered that. We're going for legacy. They're going for their first. Yeah. It's just not the same. Going into more what we talked about at the start, how, uh, you know, the, the seat under Cushion was definitely getting hot. His cushion. His cushion. Cushing's cushion was getting hot. Um, That's a good one. How, I mean, what really does this win do? Uh, first off, do you think that the club felt that way or was this just a fan thing? And then two, how much does this win uh, cool down that cushion, basically? I think regardless, uh, the club was going to see it out Yeah, for, for the season just because they're, they're either, you know, behind the scenes doing their own hiring process, I'd assume, or, you know, seeing what Cushing's run is for what it is, mm-hmm. you know, coming in midseason um, and all that stuff. I do think from the fans perspective, absolutely. The, the seat was hot. The seat yeah. was burning um, because of everything that came with him being appointed manager. It was like we were on a sick run. We lost a legendary manager to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go on a run of just unfortunate not getting the results that we want. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of run. So, yeah, the, the seat was definitely hot for him. This this really doesn't cool it down that much, though, in was my the, opinion. Was the seat hot for you? For, for you? Per, for Me you personally? Yeah. Um, I just, I'm a realistic human, so I knew that we were going to be seeing Cushion until the end. Yeah. Like, there's no way we're going to go through another manager this season. So, um you know, just try. I think it was hot personally. Yeah, it was hot. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't super, I wasn't seeing him in a great light. Um, but comments from you, like, you know, seeing the positive changes in the actual, in the football and the soccer um, and the product that we're putting out there, that that's what kind of, you know, calmed me down, chilled me out. Yeah. Well, I think also it's important to like look in the past and see like the form that the team's been in before and what we've still been able to accomplish after doing something like that like nobody is uh or i guess maybe some people have forgotten like some of the the downturns that we had throughout the 2021 regular season um seasons are super long with 36 games we we had two in 2021 one 
uh, right at the start of the season, it, it felt like... Uh, and before playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the second one, right before the month, maybe even a right. month and a half before playoffs, where it was like, in both of those scenarios, it was like, how can this team... Do anything. Uh, even get into the playoffs, not to mention win a game in the playoffs. Um, and that's sort of, you know, when you, you lose to the Red Bulls in the Open Cup and you drop uh, points against Cincy and Colorado, um, Atlanta too, which we should have won, and, and uh, same with Philly, um, where we just flat out lost. It's results like that that do have you start slipping into the mindset of we oh we really uh we don't have the ability to do that, something that's this year. where we were kind of like in that mindset of just this is disappointing mm-hmm. this is very disappointing but yeah like like we brought up i was gonna bring up like a chart or something that just showed exactly what you just said is it's those slumps that we went into and the uh the idea that we were banging back then was just as long as we're in we're fine yeah i think uh somebody that has been uh, a hero for NYCFC and I'm not sure he's getting the love because even seeing um, the player of the month voting it was for Sean Collins and Hebert where's Tales on on these lists I mean I think he uh, even potentially beyond Tati uh, if, if not right there with him has been the best player for NYCFC this year like 100% he's out he's Honestly, he's out of three. his mind yeah, compared three. Well, to what we've seen from him too, it, like last season, he's crazy. He's in that spot too with with Gabby that they should both be getting way more praise than they do. Mm-hmm. Um, their performances have been insane, literally backpacking our team. Yeah, with Gabby, uh, I feel like he has earned himself um, a starting role in the team, and that obviously creates the question who uh, who do you replace and it's it Santi. has to be Santi because he's in he's in a bit of a slope right now and yeah um you you have to put him in Santi's place and Santi's gonna have to fight to get it back I I know that he has the talent to do it too that's mm-hmm. why you know it's not one of those things where you know back in the day we're like not nah, get him out of the club yeah it's, it's not that at all it, Santi has the talent to literally lead the, the team as the 10 if he wants to be mm-hmm. if, if Maxi's not there he's leading the team as a 10 yeah and Maxi uh seemed to pick up somewhat of a knock in this game who knows if there's you know what's behind it we'll obviously figure that out in the coming days but you know maybe it's something like that that gives Santi the uh and the Gabby opportunity the yeah well that's the thing is what a lot of people say is that Santi obviously really only provides production when he's playing in the middle of the field. Yeah. But how do you validate uh, putting him in over Maxi? You, you, you just can't. simply can't do yeah, that yeah. if Maxi's healthy. Unless you're limiting Maxi's minutes. Mm-hmm. Then you give, you know, Santi either the but still f- the front yeah. 45, 65 or the tail, you know, 40. Yeah, you're that. not getting all of the production that you could because both of those players are in the middle of the field, 90-minute players. Right, unless you... I mean, you you would literally have to switch up the entire system and, and maybe go with, like, you know, if we're going poverty times again, Maxi at six and mm-hmm. uh, Santi at 10 and maybe two strikers or something like that. And did you see the small rumors about Maxi with uh, Velez or Velez, however you say it? There was some, some club apparently uh, reaching out, trying to have conversations uh, with us and him. Maxi's going to retire here. About potentially going, but that... Matt, he's retiring here. Yeah, that seems to be the thought around the club. I know uh, Rob Abramovitz mentioned when somebody tweeted the rumor about it that he had a conversation with him last week um, for the Spanish broadcast of the game 
Uh, and Max, he said he's very happy here. You know, doesn't have any intention of leaving and stuff like that. Um, and I, yeah, I think that speaks really to the fact that he will be retiring here. Yeah, I think he's going to retire here. I think, you know, he revitalized himself here, uh, made a big name for himself, and just all signs point towards him being very, very happy and and um, him loving the club. So I feel like, you know, if he's towards the end of his career, he's not going to go. He's not going to go anywhere else unless he wants to retire at his maybe his youth club or something. Do you think that Tati's going to be with us through the end of the season too? I hope so. Me too. I hope so. I think, you know, it's got to be quick though. If somebody wants him, I mean, preseason started yep. for, for for the Premier League, for European clubs. So, um, you know, realistically, if you're going to take a, a player out of the MLS, you would want him to be in preseason so that you can use him. I actually just refreshed uh, refreshed Twitter, and apparently Tatsy did an interview um, after the broadcast for Tudin, um, and he said, there's a lot to figure out, but my future could be decided in the next few days, maybe this week. So that's good. <laughs> I knew it had to be soon, because uh, literally preseason now. Yeah, I mean, and obviously when you see somebody like Ronnie leave, it's because, uh, you know, those clubs want the players that are going to be in the season um, a part of preseason on day one, on day yeah. zero. Well, especially if they're new coming from a league like the MLS. That's that's why, you know, Matt Turner's out there conceding goals for Arsenal and uh, things like that. That's crazy. <laughs> I have no idea this if is he like played at all. Live. This is just like live reactions to this right now, but I don't know. That's that's a crazy thing to hear from Tasi. Obviously, it's it wouldn't be mind blowing. This is well, something we've been the idea we've been playing with for months. That doesn't now. necessarily mean that there's anything on the table. Or there could be something on the table, but that's not him completely ruling out staying. That's just saying he's deciding that's, his future. Yeah, that's which him means am I going to stay here and fight for another golden boot and fight for another title and. Um, you know, hope for uh, for like a January transfer. I think he, I think he can definitely get a move like that to where you know, like Sands got, mm-hmm. um, where you go join a team in January and and you know, do your best to get them get them wherever they need to be. And I think it's different than uh, when Ronnie left. We talked about how there wasn't much value if he had stayed. And won another trophy or another two trophies. There's for us. Um, there is. There's obviously value for us, but I think when you're looking at a manager and a player leaving a club, uh, their value rises much more. I think if they're a player versus a manager in terms of right. winning that trophy, um, especially if it's an individual trophy like a Golden Boot, because I mean, honestly, what clubs want to see is everybody's been burned by like a one hit wonder or overpaying for somebody that had one good season. And then you figure out, Oh, maybe it was the system. Maybe it was the players behind him. So I think when you show that consistency over the course of multiple seasons, like that's where the value starts to, to really stack. Yeah. Up. That's where I think we'll get, we can get a ton of money from, a, you know, even somebody fighting for relegation who, you know, is out on their striker and they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, this dude just went back to back called the boots. Yeah, that's right. The you know, clubs will be this, more desperate in the January you know, when The guy that we went with instead of him, this bozo hasn't scored in three months. <laughs> you know, we need somebody fresh to come in here and, you know, do the thing. That That's a good point. Yeah, I think clubs, like you said, would be more desperate. Or even if they're in a position where 
uh, they're doing well, but they want to add extra firepower. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could even be doing well, like city wise, but not have a striker and not believe in what striker you have. Mm hmm. Um, or bring somebody in to, to see how that. they might do. I mean, when you have like city money, you have funny money. Yeah. You could bring Tati in, you know, as a bench player, as a sub yeah. player, and be like, "Hey, is this guy going to work out for or a year?" Or you find FA out Cup. he does, or you find out he FA doesn't. Cup striker, yeah, anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, I want Tati to finish here. Mm -hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, I mean, I think our, I not, I think I know our best chance at a, as as a repeat. Is with Tati on the team. Yeah, um, it's it's necessary. But at the same time, if you think you know, we were going into the playoffs and, and stuff like that, kind of figuring out that position as well. We you know we needed him to step up, or we needed somebody else to. So yeah, and I almost do. You th I almost feel like we don't need a replacement if he leaves. No, I think Heber is going to be fine. I think. You know the youth that we have. I, you know, we could we probably could sign somebody, mm -hmm. but not a DP. I don't. Yeah, that's not like not really the point. Like we talked about when we hear Jesse Lingard rumors and Gareth Bale rumors and all this stuff. It's like it's not really. I think you said it. Um, the current culture, the thought yeah. process of the club. That's not where we are. We mm -hmm. we've evolved past call it whatever MLS 2.0 1.0 mm -hmm. whatever whatever point oh we're in um, we're definitely at the highest evolution yeah um, of culture and, and like you I saw a replay and I forgot how long Tati's been with us it's like yeah Burgett or whatever his he name is, his is 50 goals is uh Give you know <laughs> assisting Tati and I'm like what who we should uh we should go and develop like a list of every the name of every player that's assisted Tati is 52 goals at this point. Yeah. We that, like, do that, that list would be so cool to so see. So weird think, to see. On Twitter, yeah. Like, he's been with us forever. So it's not like we didn't buy a Tati and get him overnight. It was like mm -hmm. a process to make him a Tati. And Medina came in together. It'd be cool to like have O'Toole be the next Tati, like, you know, slow product. Mm. And how about Hack turning up as a product for NYCFC? I think this is the third or fourth game uh, potentially yeah. in a row where he's come in. Well, yeah, when you face B and C tier teams, you can do things like bring on Justin Hack um, and get him some, some minutes. And this is what we talked about with Cushing is one of the cool things about having uh, somebody internal take over at, in an interim role as opposed to bringing an outsider in is you start to learn like maybe the relationships or the people that Cushing rated personally. Right. Um, well, that's, as all, from, that's to all from Hack being probably amazing in, in training and, mm -hmm. and being like, oh, dang, he, like, he really deserves a look. Because we never saw this with Ronnie. No, Hack no. did not come in. It would have been Ronnie wasn't Zell so Lem. much into the kids. All of, all of these... Uh, these hack subs would have been Zella Lim, 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, no doubt. Healthy or not. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, Ronnie's just like... Uh, Roach. Roach. Is there anybody up. not American that we can put into the lineup yet? Uh, yeah. No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jason, uh, go fall over, I guess. Um, are we still paying Mat No, nah, let's not go down that. Are we paying Matrita? I don't think we're paying him, but... Uh, the the rumor on the street is he wants to come back here, and to that I say, we where? don't want you. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't want Matrita. Nah, with the stink that he pulled to leave to get alone and stuff like that, it's just and just like when you think about like two three years ago when we have Matrita as a starter every week, and uh, it 
feels like he doesn't have the the care to come back on defense. And then you see somebody like Tales, who's 19 years old and is tracking back somebody like Thiago doing the same thing. We just don't, we don't need or want your skill set. We've, I think that's like an MLS 2.0 and we're at the 3.0 type yeah. of type of guy. I think we need to get rid of it, but there may not be any buyers, but, but yeah, um, yeah. I think that, I, I, I think, think that I, sums it up. I'm pretty tapped out. Um, follow us everywhere that you listen to a podcast. If you like interacting with human beings and being a part of a community, come join the NYCFC community on Twitter. Um, following us is a great way to get into that community. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it literally the most welcoming, nice community that you can be in. <laughs> yeah. Um, unless you're a Philly fan that believes that COVID gate is our problem. Unless you're in the, uh, the Twitter broadcast of, uh, of the MLS game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you believe that any of the pens were our fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there yeah. was a war going on and you, there some would war. call you, an uh, a general <laughs> of the the troops or an instigator or um, I was instigating a little bit. I was having fun. No, see the problem was I was in a laundromat watching the game on my phone. <laughs> and um, what else are you to do other than to bother people? Yeah. Follow us everywhere that you get podcasts. That'll this be episode, episode 70. 70. Yeah. Crazy uh crazy solid number there. Um not far from a hundred. Yeah. That's crazy. At 100, I don't know. We got to do something. Something special. I don't think that'll happen until like next season, though. But if it's like episode of game. If, if we start doing the, what we want to the summer of madness, I think it'll get the number will climb pretty quickly. Yeah. It's going to be summer for a while. Yeah, it's July, I was going to say. August is the summer month, I would say. And it's rivalry week. Hey, uh, Jordan oh, Griffith. We're going to get our stadium. Are we going to get our stadium announcement? Um We'll or find have out. you been capping this whole time? I would assume if uh, when that stadium announcement happens, um, I don't know if anybody heard that because of the oh the car, the car uh, streaming down the street, <laughs> screaming. Um, but uh, when we get the stadium announcement, you'll probably hear with us or hear from us within that day. If you know the oh, next it, morning, like if we get the notification, we see it. I don't care if there's a game on currently, we'll come and record and yeah. we'll have the game up in front of us and, and cover that. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the, uh, the summer of soccer, summer, of <laughs> summer of NYCFC guests on post 90. Yep. Um, and, and give us a follow at post 90 pod on Twitter. TikTok, so you get podcasts, Instagram, Apple Music, Spotify. If it spits out audio, it spits our podcast out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and here on YouTube, if you're watching the video right now, this is, uh, to us, the most important and the uh, the one that we put the most effort into. So shout out you if you're here watching us say these words. Currently, yeah. And check out the shorts. The shorts are uh, grabbing eyes. So yeah. we'll see you guys next episode. Peace. Peace.